crow soup, crow salad, barbecue crow, crow kebab. Welcome to the RC Roundtable Podcast, where we discuss the latest RC hobby news, events, model reviews, and a whole lot more. Well, hello, welcome to the RC Roundtable, where our tables are actually square, but we don't look at it that way. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm Fitz Walker, and joining me is Lee Ray. Yes, hello, hi, how are you? Oh, well, uh, so, <laughs> somebody's awake this morning. <laughs> Greetings. Uh, and Terry Dunn. Hey, and I'm at a rectangular desk. Oh, well, rectangular is just a square with, you know, short sides. It's a pretentious square. Well, pretentious and if we're going to talk about that, I'm in a corner desk. Oh, so two rectangles. Correct. Okay, now that we have geometry out of the way, we're going to shake things up a little bit in our format in this episode. We had a chance to talk to Thomas from Legend Hobby, and he was generous enough to join us on the show for a, a little bit uh, that we were able to pre-record. And he's going to mention a few really neat things about, uh, one, his uh, new Sky Raider that's been flying around in the Texas skies. And he's going to talk about uh, several new projects that he's working on. So uh, join us as we uh, discuss uh, some really neat stuff with his company. And uh, we'll come back to you after the interview. Okay, so we have a special guest. Uh, we're talking to Thomas of Legend Hobby, formerly VQ Warbirds. And it's great to have you on the show, Tom. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. <laughs> but thanks for having me. <laughs> yes. Happy it's all birthday. Well, I, I hear you guys are so popular. You know, people listen to you in time zones all across the country and the world. So I want to make sure that we take care of everybody. Intergalactically. Yes, yes, you're absolutely right. It's that time somewhere in the world. Uh, so it's great to have you on the show. Uh, we've uh, Lee and I have met you several times as you're somewhat of a local yokel here in Texas at some of the uh, fly-ins that we go to. Yeehaw. You are yes, you're the I, I presume the owner and proprietary of uh, Legend Hobbies, which uh, imports uh, some great-looking warbirds uh, that we've seen fly. In fact, uh, we saw your new, uh, sky Raiders, which can ask, we can ask you about there a little bit later that, uh, we saw flying around. Uh, so, uh, Tom, can you give us a brief, uh, history of, uh, you and, uh, I guess your, your business? Sure. Sure. Yeah. We started 15 years ago, uh, selling models out of the back of a, out of a vehicle at air shows. One of the, RC planes. You're my kind of dealer. It really, it really, it really started that way. You know, us, us flying, flying RC airplanes in the greater Houston area and met a middleman for VQ models. And he said, Hey, you want to sell some of my models? I see you like our air Cobra. I said, Oh, I love your air Cobra. Um, and, uh, so he said, yeah, well, why don't you take some of our, our airplanes and start selling them and promoting them and we'll go from there. And that was right about the cusp when the internet was just kind of taking off and really gaining steam. So I was selling models on C universe classifieds and things starting to take off. And next thing I knew I was ordering containers of airplanes from Vietnam and storing them in my house, my garage, every spare nook and cranny I could find <laughs> and renting a a roll-up, you know, storage unit, and uh, it just kept growing from there. So every time I'd make a sale, I just reinvest the money and keep growing the business slowly. 
Um, it wasn't there to make money in terms of su- for, for to support me. It was more there just to uh, enjoy the hobby because I really, really um, enjoy the hobby and very passionate about it. So um, it's been 15 years with VQ, lots of ups and downs and twists and turns. And 15 years later, uh, we had an opportunity to uh, pick up some more lines and we continue to grow with Seagull. Um, we're, we're the main importer for Seagull models. Uh, we carry all the civilian airplanes and military airplanes experimental airplanes from Seagull models. We've been doing it for about two years. We took over when, when Mike and Angie Gray of Sky Shark decided to close the business. We called them up and asked them for uh, permission to go ahead and take over the Seagull line. And they were very excited for us to do that. So flew out there, picked up the rest of their inventory and uh, ordered our first container from Seagull. So uh, it's, been, it's, been, it's been a lot of fun over the years, learning a lot of things, meeting a lot of people. And uh, at this point, after 15 years of being with VQ, we decided to go in and make a change, and we're no longer going to be importing the VQ line. Um, another manufacturer, another importer, distributor is going to be importing them, and we decided that there's not just enough uh, room in the United States to have two importers for VQ models. So we decided at this point to decide not to order any more models from VQ. VQ said, hey, why don't you all keep ordering from us? And we said, you know, at this point, it doesn't make sense to have two importers for VQ itself. And so we just bowed out and said, you know what, you all have fun with the new importer and we're going to go on with Seagull Models, Top RC, and a new OEM line that we're developing um, with Seagull and possibly some other manufacturers for Legend Hobby. Uh, oh, well, sorry to hear that about uh, uh, VQ Warbirds. But, uh, oh, it's, VQ it's, models, it's, that is. It's, actually, it's actually a good thing. You know, it was, it was 15 years with the same company helping improve things, bring out some exciting models like the new 110-inch B24 we did about a year and a half, two years ago now. Mm. Um, the Rare Bear, uh, the A24 Banshee, the Special Edition P38M Night Fighter. We did a lot with them. Uh, we had a lot of fun. Everything between us and VQ is on good terms. Uh, we can order more models if we really wanted to, but we just think at this point it's, it's good for us to move on into the future and, and, and look at new OEM designs and new things I want to do that I feel a lot more freedom with seagull and some other manufacturers i'm working with so it's, now, a, it's, a, it's actually a good thing it's a good thing now it's interesting you're saying you're, you're working to have your own oem designs and that's pretty intriguing so you, are you just having designs that you haven't seen before or are you trying to um say improve on designs that are already out there as far as model types or subject matters it's it's actually it's actually like Skittles, a little bit of everything, all colors. So um, so when I took over, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm a modeler first and foremost. You know, it's not about the business, and I'm not making money because if it was, I wouldn't be selling models, right? <laughs> so so this is about you know my passion and love for aviation for model aviation. So when we got with Seagull, the first thing I did was start looking at the lineup, and after the first container, I started making um, tweaks and changes to several models. So this is about um, helping another manufacturer improve some of the models that I already like and love and, and make them more appealing, um, such as a Texan 2, that, that a Texan 2, they sold the blue and white trainer. Are you all familiar with that? Yes. So it was pretty popular several years ago, and it lacked flaps. People complained, you know, it didn't have flaps, and this electric, electric power is really taken mainstream, where things are pretty much gas or electric. It also lacked an access hatch for the battery. And they never added that either. So I had them add flaps, add a battery hatch, and then I wanted a new striking color scheme. And recently visited Joint Base San Antonio, the U.S. Air Force Base there, and got to see the Texan 2s on the lineup and re- did some research on the anniversary edition um, Texan 2, which is a 75th anniversary B-26 Marauder scheme. 
So I had the factory do that for us, and it's really striking. It's beautiful. If you haven't taken a look at it, go to our website and check it out. It's it's gorgeous. It's a limited edition to celebrate the 75th anniversary of the training uh, wing out of San Antonio, where they start training pilots in the B-26 Marauder in World War II. So um, I love the history, if you can tell. I, I try to find historical significance in the models uh, that I do. So uh, that's one of the changes we made. There's some other changes we made on some other models as well, uh, working directly with the manufacturer with Seagull Models. Um, I think we have a really good relationship already, even though it's only been about two years. We're, we're doing a lot of really cool things together. Um, and then speaking of OEM, so the Sky Raider um, that you all talked about earlier, alluded to earlier, it's an 86-inch model. It's the first it's a first 50, 60 cc size ARF that's available in the marketplace. And uh, I put all my all my thoughts and efforts and wishes into it. And I think with the prototypes we've been flying down here for a while now, that, that it's really going to be a winner. It's a fully sheeted airframe. And it, believe it or not, guys, I think you all saw them, but we, we fly the fully detailed fiberglass riveted, fully detailed painted one that weighs about 30 pounds wet, ready to fly with smoke tanks. Uh, we fly that one with a 35cc EME engine uh, that we also sell. So when that one flies between a 35cc all the way up to a 60cc engine. So um, if you're if you're near sea level and you enjoy uh, flying on the prop in the wing, then you can definitely fly it with a 35cc. Um, if you're like Texas Warbird Thunder guys, <laughs> then you definitely want to use a 60cc on it. The and throttle it'll, servo it, is optional. Yeah, it, throttle <laughs> servo is optional. Usually, I think those guys, <laughs> I love those guys. I think they have an on-off switch. It's either on full throttle or it's off. So, Like the um, early electric, just a little switch on the side. Yeah. <laughs> so the Sky, yeah, the Sky Raider is the newest OEM plane, and and uh, that was that was done specifically to my specs and, and requirements worked hand in hand with Robart to get some made in the USA gear put in there. And we have an all new beautiful machined aluminum Sky Raider wheel. It's a three piece hub. I don't know if you all took a good look at it when you're over there, but it's a three piece hub. It's got an outer hub. It's all machined and and tons of spoke detail. And then it's got an inner brake hub plus an add on brake hub that actually floats in there that has a machined brake uh Brake uh, uh, district. Uh, what do you call it? It's master cylinder machined in there. So also has brakes. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not functional. They're, they're faux brakes, just to give it the oh, illusion. Gotcha. But you know, I wanted to give a real scale detailed wheel there for all the scale efficient autos out there. But the Sky Raider is beautiful. I, I could go on and on about it. Um, I'm going to talk and, about the Sky Raider because Randy's got the white one. And at the Warbird event we were at a, a couple of weeks ago, I, I forget who he said. Maybe you know Thomas, but. Uh, you know, it was just the the stock build white OEM, but some guy came in and started detailing it, and they like they sat there on Thursday or something and just spent you know hours you know penciling in rivets and stuff, and it looked incredible. I I don't know if I have a picture from it. Uh, I'm sure I do, uh, uh, but I'm I'm talking about from that day. I've photographed it in the past, but I need to get another picture of that because it's really gorgeous. That's a really look, good looking Sky Warrior. Thank you. Yeah, it was Larry Holtman. Larry Holtman actually from Livingston. Ah. Which, Club. Yeah, he, Larry. He, okay. he's really good at that airbrush. He can take a iron-on monocoated airplane and add all panel lines and rivets with an airbrush in a few hours and totally transform the airplane. But yeah, yeah, he did an amazing job. I think he said he was doing a clinic that day to show people how easy it is to transform a, a iron-on covered airplane to like a scale masterpiece where people would question, is it covered or is it painted? So um, yeah, it's, 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 it's wonderful. Yeah, thanks for reminding me so of that. So is the Sky Raider available yet, or are you still, was that, I think so, we had, saw the early versions. Yeah, so so basically the Sky Raider is available for pre-order, like the keyword there, pre-order. Um, they're shipping, they're leaving the, fa they're in production right now. 
They're leaving the factory at the end of this coming month. So in July, at the end of July, they'll be leaving the factory. It takes about five weeks, plus or minus, uh, to get to Texas. And then uh, they'll be shipping out to all the customers who pre-ordered one. Uh, we have three versions. There's actually the gray and white one that you spoke about earlier with the famous you know, Stinger B on the tail. Um, then there's also the uh, Southeast Asia SEA camo scheme for all the guys who love the U.S. Air Force camo one. We have that one as well. And then for everybody who wants to either do their own color scheme, like a fire, uh, you know, forest fire, a fighter, fire bomber, or a personal owned uh, Sky Raider, or maybe even the dark blue Navy versions, or 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 any other version, we have an uncovered ARC version. Um, and then, so those three models lead off into a, a basic model and a deluxe model. So some guys love all the ordnance hanging off the bottom of the wing, probably like including uh, toilets. Yeah, including toilets. <laughs> uh, the famous. I love plate. that. <laughs> yeah. So, so we have two models. One comes with all the ordnance included. So it's like over $150 worth of ordnance. Uh, you got 12 rockets on, on 12 pylons, three huge fiberglass tanks on fiberglass pylons. Uh, all that's included in the deluxe model. And the basic model um, just deletes that option. And you can buy them later on as you go if you decide you want to put them on there. Um, and the cool thing is they're fiberglass, like I told you, uh, it's in terms of the, the drop tanks. A lot of manufacturers use like plastic with like a wood keel inside of them. These are actually fiberglass. I didn't want plastic on there. So we have fiberglass tanks. The main tanks are like over 31 inches long. <laughs> They're huge. <Wow. laughs> and then the the, the fiberglass pylons, uh, we fitted it to where you could actually just drop an E-Flight um, serverless release in there. So if you want to make them releasable, you can. Or you can use any other kind of release that you feel like fitting in there. But from the factory, um, it's already pre, pre-notched and pre-cut to be able to fit in an E-Flight uh, release in there. So... Pretty pretty good stuff there. Well, that sounds great. Um, you also mentioned top RC models. Does that mean you're getting into turbines? I, I understand they sell a line of jets as well. Oh yeah. So 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 top top RC top RC is actually imported um, by by Robard and Gator RC together. They had a joint uh, venture together. So um, I'm one of their authorized dealers. So I'm going to be getting more into the top RC line. Uh, you'll see more. You'll see me promoting more top RC models. Um, so, some of the things I helped them with was bringing in the all unpainted, well, it's not really unpainted, it's unmarked silver P51. So we have those in stock right now. Uh-huh. So we have an unpainted, it's an un- unmarked P51. It's all silver base coat. So you can basically get that model and easily transform it into your favorite Mustang with your own favorite markings. Uh, the zeros without any meatballs on them, no markings. Again, uh, FW190s. So yeah, we'll be we'll doing stuff with that turbines. I I became I just signed up recently to be a, a authorized dealer for Swywin. Just we just shipped our first Swywin order to uh, to Wally Warren in Conroe, Texas. He's got a new Swywin 170, so be looking for him. He got he's going to put that in a BVM uh, F100. So. Um, yeah, wow. so we'll, we'll, we'll be we'll be getting into jets as well, and you'll you'll see them on our website. Okay, uh, Terry, you've been kind of quiet. Any questions? I'm still drooling over the Sky Raider here. Yeah, it's at it on the website. It's man, we could talk a lot about that Sky Raider because we did a lot of work on that. <laughs> the ones we saw had uh, working bomb drops. Is that part of the kit, or is that a add somebody extra? So he, you... he mentioned that some of them are built in for the e-flight drops. Oh, sorry, I, mi- I missed that. Sorry. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, if you buy the deluxe model or even the base model, if you buy the base model without any ordnance, you can add on just the three wing pylons uh, as an accessory, and then they're they're pre-fitted to be able to install the e-flight uh, release mechanism in there. Or any other mechanism you want. You can use a servo and some of those other releases that are out there or make your own. Uh, we just wanted to pre-fit it for the E-Flight because apparently E-Flight serverless releases 
they're they're readily available. A lot of people use them on all sorts of applications. So we thought that'd be the best one just to have pre-fitted from the factory to be able to drop right in there. Um, and 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 the cool thing is a Skyraider is that it comes with a full cockpit. It's all painted. You just got to install it. Um, it has a huge hatch for whether it's a gas or, or electric power. You have a huge hatch to hide all your switches under so you don't have to have any switches exposed. You don't have to make a separate, you know, uh, hatch for just that. Um, and uh, Randy's, you had mentioned you've seen Randy's. He had a four blade. We used a 20 by 10 four blade Bila prop on it and it sounded awesome. It looked awesome. In the photographs that Lee took, um, they, it looked it looked pretty much like a full scale plane. I mean, you really couldn't tell a difference. It was, it was amazing. So you talked a little bit about the gas setup. How much power are you looking for in electric? Um, wow. And then the the electric one, we did 50cc Outrunner. It's actually a Tomcat 50cc Outrunner on, yeah. on, on 12S, running the same 20 by 10 prop that the EME 60 is pulling and pushing. So, um, yeah, it's it's amazing. The performance is like unlimited vertical. Wow. <laughs> it's a lot of torque. You know, you got to be good on the sticks with that torque coming off that four-blade prop if you're not used to it. Wow. But um, But – so we're we're really happy with this model. We hope a lot of people are going to really enjoy this. We've got a lot of a lot of full scale uh, Vietnam vets that are Sky Raider pilots, veterans, oh. and and a couple of them have ordered their own Sky Raider. So we're looking forward to to making them really happy. And and there's a lot of families have been buying them for gifts for for veterans who served in Vietnam and, and other wars. But they're they're really excited about the Sky Raider. So I'm I'm glad they're sharing the the excitement as, with me. So. Yeah, that's neat. The Skyraider is one of those planes that was in service for so long. There's a really big uh, selection of different schemes that you can go with. Oh, yeah. I'm sure sure Callie's going to be busy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Not that she usually has that problem. Oh, yeah. yeah interesting She's... enough, it was designed in uh, World War II, just at the very end. Right. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, been, a, it's been a long time. So, so it was really cool. We, we, uh, we got to meet a Skyraider pilot. Um, one of my favorite Skyraiders from Vietnam is a SEA. Uh, Southeast Asia camo scheme ones called the Lieutenant Lieutenant America, and uh, it's one of the air, last Sky Raiders they rescued before the uh, Vietnamese took over uh, the, the, the took over South Vietnam and, and they flew them out of there and they rescued it. It's flying right now. It's it's at the Tennessee uh, Museum of, of Flight and and uh, one of the pilots, his name's Lee Mozzarella. He was down here in Texas visiting and we ran into each other because I was wearing a, a, a Raider hat and he started asking me about the Sky Raiders and he came over to the shop later on and checked out my old ESM 71 inch Sky Raider. And, uh, he was, he was tickled that it was done in his color scheme and his markings of six, six, five that he flew in Vietnam. And I got him to autograph the model. While I was here, man, he was just lit up. He was so excited to see a model of the full scale airplane that, that he flew. Uh, it turns out two other pilots that, that, that flew that plane six, six, five Lieutenant America in Vietnam with him. They all live within 20 to 40 minutes of each other in Colorado. So, wow. so uh, they sent me a signed print of 665 that they had done for, for, uh, for, for a promotion of, of, the, of their stories and books that they're writing right now. And uh, they said, uh, I need to get up to Colorado and bring a Sky Raider with me. Uh, we're going go, go to tour, go tour some of their, their favorite stomping grounds at the Air Force Academy and, and uh, share more Sky Raider stories. So it's really exciting to be able to reach out and, 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 and meet people that, that made history, you know? So yeah, I, I, I love, cool. I love that. I love that part of this, this, this hobby is we get to touch lives and, and, and really honor, honor those that served us. Wow. That's an amazing story. I, <laughs> the odds of running into one of those pilots, is, I can't even imagine. It's, it's, it was a lot of fun. And the fact so, that they can still hear. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, have you seen how big that engine is? Have you ever stood next to a Sky Raider? Oh, they're yeah. massive. Oh, oh my gosh. It's a big plane. Well, I sent a photo back to you guys when I went to Oshkosh and they had a Sky Raider there. And that's when I had my GoPro on a pole and I could, you know, help hold it up above my head to get a, a down. I couldn't get above the propeller hub with my, <laughs> you know, my camera, but I got a really neat shot of the whole propeller in you know, full frame. But that thing is huge. I mean, yeah. You thought the Corsair prop was big. I think the Skyraider tops it, man. It's amazing. It, it, it apparently has a higher bomb load than a B-17. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. It, yeah. They called it the dump truck for a reason. I mean, they, they say basically you could haul anything you wanted to. Um, and that famous story of the toilet dropping, you know, that there's there's videos, and we put some links on our website. There's videos of the actual footage from it taking off on the carrier uh, with with the with the toilet on it, <laughs> the, and there's another there's another story too that people saw the toilet story and another another carrier group sent sent uh, uh, their Sky Raider as a U.S. Navy dark blue Sky Raider. They sent their Sky Raider with a sink attached to the middle pylon, uh, and they, they put the whole kitchen sink that they dropped. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's pretty cool the stuff they could carry and, and the loiter time. You know that's why they kept using it in Vietnam. And, you know they they use it for the loiter time. Uh, how, how, how successful it was in just loitering and being able to go in and provide close air support and rescue missions, take a beating kind of like the modern A-10 does, take a beating and keep on ticking. So, um, yeah, it's, it's amazing. If, if you go on our website, too, you'll check out the cockpit. Uh, the cockpit that comes with it is, is, is not your standard ARF cockpit. Uh, we made sure they included all the, all the tubing and all the um, harnesses behind the seat as well as in the seat. And uh, we teamed up with with uh, warbirdpilots.com. You all familiar with them, I'm sure. Um, we teamed up with, with, with Adam over there at, at warbirdpilots.com to give us a, a, a Vietnam-styled um, Sky Raider driver. So the pilot has a special white-painted uh, helmet with an accurate visor for the time period, and uh, he fits right in there. And we have those on our website, too, because we want people to really scale this out and, and, and be able to be proud of it on the flight line. And I think we've accomplished that. Everywhere we've taken these Sky Raiders, they've, they've brought a lot of uh, attention with them yeah it's a great model looks like it'll be real popular um it, so can you confirm or deny that you have other oem designs in work f for you specifically access because i know fitz would give you some ideas yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah ideas. oh yeah uh, yeah, we so right now we're working on our next project. We're working on immediately is F four U Corsair to replace the the long loved um, top flight Corsair that's no longer in production. So um, we want we basically want people to be able to get the gear out of the top flight, you know, the engine, the servos, the landing gear, uh, and and be able to buy our new Corsair that's coming out. Hopefully by the end of this year, um, we'll be able to have prototypes flying, if not on the shelf available for sale or, or pre-order. So we're coming out with an 86 inch um, Corsair and we definitely going to do what we did with the Sky Raider. It's going to be fully sheeted, reinforced landing gear, uh, full cockpit, full details. And ours is actually going to have the option just like the Sky Raider to have a basic model with no wing ordnance. And we're gonna have a deluxe model with wing ordnance, um, center drop tanks. Um, and it's going to be probably the most beautiful, uh, Corsair out there. It's going to have scale-shaped ailerons, scale-shaped flaps. The tail's going to be right. There's a lot of differences of different ARFs out there of the Corsairs that if you're a Corsair aficionado, you'll point out things that just quite aren't just aren't quite right. So this new one, uh, we're using three views and we're also using some uh, outlines from other modelers who have been successful in the past at Scale Masters and things like that. And we're morphing everything in together into a big ball to hopefully bring you the, the nicest 
all wood Corsair R if you've seen in a long time. So wow. look for that. Look for that at the end of 2020. Uh, and and then we're going to do something huge, and I'll, I'll give you all the first because I don't think I've spilled the beans yet. But we're going to do a limited edition, 14 foot wingspan, 14 foot wingspan OV10 Bronco. Wow. We we want we want everybody to know Legend Hobbies, so we, it'd be kind of fun to do a limited edition giant scale something. Um, so we're gonna is, is have it a two at thirty foot banner Legend Hobby. Yeah. <laughs> Each model comes with a banner. Yes, <laughs> that's gonna be one of the optional accessories for it. But no, yeah, it, it's it's uh, to, it'd be it'd be perfect to go along the the, wow. the Vietnam line. So the Sky Raider um, plus the OV ten. Uh, we have a smaller OV10 we're working on as well, but the main thing is we just want somebody to have some good stories to say to tell and, and to have something that's going to wow people wherever we take it. Uh, we plan on having one for for our team pilots, so uh, you'll you'll see a 14 foot wingspan at shows all across Texas, I'm sure, in the near let's, future. Let's send that to Terry to review and have it next to Plywood Overcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you thought Plywood Overcast was big, let's show this OV10. Yeah, oh I my see, gosh. I, I just saw him perk up on the video here. I can see him getting really wide-eyed and bushy-tailed about a 14-foot wingspan. What kind of engines? So, so, so there's a bunch of guys in Europe flying flying several of these. Some are using turboprops in them, and some some <laughs> you know turbine turboprops, and some some are yeah. using just the regular Zenoa G62s in them. And, and and all the videos I've seen and, and everything I've 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 looked at, you know, G62s seem to be the most common, and, and they definitely fly on the wing and fly on the prop. Uh, uh, fly on the wing and prop. The, the thing with them, OV10s, has got like a, like a Skyraider. They got so much wing area, and any model of them that people fly, whether it's a foamy or a balsa model or whatever, they all fly really, really nicely. So we're gonna we're gonna get our our our, our prototype going, and it's probably gonna use 80 to 90 cc gas engines, just because 60 60 flies it, but I think it really needs an 80 to 90 cc to really fly really, really well in terms of speed and and having the full envelope of flight. So. Uh, we're, we're excited about it. We got we we told a couple of our premium customers in terms of guys who like these high end jets and stuff like that about it, kind of seeing what their take was, and they said, "Bring them. We, we want to see them. We're gonna we're probably gonna buy a couple of them." So we're we're excited about it. It's yeah. gonna be a limited. It's definitely a limited edition because it takes a whole forest, as you know, to build a fourteen foot <laughs> yeah. wingspan twin engine anything. So uh, we're gonna take out a forest. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna replant and reseed that forest. We promise. But we'll we'll keep our carbon footprint neutral. <laughs> But, but yeah, bamboo. Yeah, it's gonna be. (laughs) It's gonna. It's gonna be a deforestation project, limited edition. So yes, that'll be. Yeah, somebody sticks a couple of turbo props in it. That'd be really neat to see because uh, it's a neat looking plane. I've always liked the OV10s. I, I think I have a little RFE old old kit somewhere in the shelf, but uh, a fourteen foot one. I imagine it'll be disassembled in like ten pieces. <laughs> Yeah, it actually it actually it actually disassembles nicely, just like most of the OB tens. You know, you got your center pod, your two booms, mm. your elevator, and a three piece wing. Uh, it all goes together pretty quick. It I goes think the ultra quick. the ultra platinum model comes with a trailer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it comes with a trailer. Actually, you stick wow. all the booms together, and you have your trailer right there. You just put a hitch on it. So, but yeah, it's I, I, it's gonna be fun. Well, it sounds like so you got some really ambitious projects in the line, and that's really great that uh, you, sh- you you spill the beans, so to speak, with us on the the, the on some of the new ones. Uh, really appreciate you coming on the show and uh, talking to us about that stuff. We definitely look forward to seeing what you have in line, and even beyond the the uh, the balsa wood overcast that you're planning. Uh, so, uh, thanks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got that. 
Uh, it's great that you were able to grow the business so much. Uh, I didn't realize you were in for 15 years, so you've got you're an old hand at this, so to speak. Uh, so, um, you guys got any last questions before I let Tom go? Well, Thomas, do you fly? I've always, you know, seen you doing deals and stuff, but I don't know if I've ever seen a transmitter in. You know, what's funny is is uh, I've flown all over Texas, different clubs, San Antonio, Prop Busters, Hill Country, Air Modelers. I flew a lot. I flew a lot um, up till about five, six years ago. I had some health issues, and after five or six years of health issues, is you know my vision's not what it used to be, and and so I need to get definitely need to get back on the sticks. But when I went through all the health issues five or six years ago, um, it definitely put a hamper on my flying abilities and being out in the sun, direct sunlight and stuff like that. So uh, I'm enjoying the hobby from where I, where I am, you know, doing the retail side, developing models, you know, all that kind of stuff, product development, uh, promotion. But I hope to get, hope to get back on the flight line again, cause I really love flying. I got the gopher award one year at Hill country air modelers for, uh, uh, dragging my P 51 inverted across the field and then digging a glorious trench with it. When the rudder vertical <laughs> glorious stop. trench, I love so that. It was, it was glorious. That's, that's the name of a great award, the glorious <laughs> trench award. <laughs> so, yeah, I still got that Gopher award in my binder of RC flight. But um, yeah, I've definitely get back to flying. I miss I miss uh, being up there with everybody else, flying around in, in mass formation and, and scaring the heck out of spectators. But yeah, we'll, we'll get back to it soon. We'll get back to it soon. I'm gonna start teaching my son to fly this summer. So he's ten. Oh, he's ten. He's ten now, and he, he can't wait to get started. Oh yeah. For great age to start. Oh yeah, I got addicted on this when I was thirteen, and and I've never had money since. So it's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have money, but you obviously keep out of trouble. Yes. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing that. As I said, uh, you need to have Fitz come over and start giving you some ideas for access because you know you're de definitely going to have a consumer there. So 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 look 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 to twenty twenty one for some uh for some for some access aircraft because they're also. I have a I have a time schedule and there's all these things on the books already. So there's there's definitely going to be a first ever another first ever in 2021, and I think it's going to shock everybody. Yeah. Uh, people people aren't going to see it coming. A 15 um, foot wingspan Tony fits. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's also a 30 foot Betty. A 30 foot Betty. We'll go to 30 foot Betty. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna recycle those turbine blades that stole all our balsa wood, and we're gonna make those into something good. But yeah, we'll 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 have we'll have some fun in twenty one. And you all need to check out our website soon. In the next few weeks, we're gonna be updating it. Uh, we we I worked with the factory. We rigged it the T thirty four, the Siegel T thirty four. You're gonna love the new color scheme. It's got the dark blue fuselage, yellow wings with red bands on it, and a silver canopy. It's beautiful. We relocated the nose gear to make it more scale. Um, and we did a couple other things. We have a special 75th anniversary 86-inch Spitfire. Uh, it's coming in this container as well. Mm -hmm. um, I allocated a bunch of uh, tan monocoat and shipped it to Vietnam because they didn't have the right color tan. And uh, we're doing a, a – uh, it's actually an eight, 80th anniversary Battle of Britain Spitfire, 86-inch 80 Spitfire. Mm -hmm. And then we also did some other updates and some other models. So be sure to check out legendhobby.com on the seagull uh, side of, of the models and you'll see a bunch of changes and, and updates coming. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Uh, well, thanks again for uh, joining us. We definitely even more look forward to what you have coming out. You really tickled my uh, interest with a couple, <laughs> <laughs> a couple of things you just said. Uh, what's your website, Tom? Legend, legendhobby.com, www.legendhobby.com. 
All right. So we'll put that link uh, on the show information and stop by his website. He's got lots of good stuff on there. I was looking at it while he was talking, and I see lots of goodies. Uh, you got a website packed full of stuff. So uh, thanks again, Tom, for joining us. We really oh, appreciate you. Uh, I yeah. just wanted to, before we go, uh, Thomas, what's, uh, what are the next events you're attending so people can actually see you in person? Uh, come on out to Bomber Field in September. Uh, that's our home flying field. We, we're a major sponsor of Bomber Field. Been going there since I was 13, so a little over 30-something years now. And uh, we'll be there in September at the annual B-17 event. Come check us out September 16th to the 19th. Uh, rain, rain or sunshine, we will be there, and uh, you'll be in for a big treat. We've got full-scale uh, flyovers, so y'all were at the last event with the flyovers, so we'll have more oh, of that. Yeah. Some of us were closer than others. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> stand, stand real close to the flight line if you need a haircut, but yeah, we'll be there in September, and uh, and the club would love to have all the spectators and pilots and participants as possible. And, uh, we're going to, we're going to ha- raffle off some, some exciting airplanes there as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we're, we'll probably start talking in, in the, in the pits with pilots about the 21 projects coming out. So c- come, come see us and we can give you some more information on the, the axis slash allied fighters coming out in late 20 and 21. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And by the way, people, if you come to the event, uh, he doesn't just bring a, a banner and a, and a table. He brings a whole plethora of model kits. So I'm assuming peop- you want people to bring some cash, right, Thomas? Because you'll have a lot of planes for sale. We have engines, planes, accessories, pilots, everything. By, by the way, I'm glad you brought that up. We, we bring engines. Uh, we bring scale wheels, pilots. We bring everything with us. People joke like, is there anything you didn't bring? You know, sometimes I forget my kids and wife. But yeah, we... missing something. Yeah. <laughs> we we no all 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 joking aside yeah we we bring pretty much everything if somebody wants to save on shipping they can email us ahead of the show we usually put an announcement on social media and on our website that if they want to save a, t- a bundle on shipping they can just uh, email us we'll bring it out to them and uh, have it reserved for them we've also picked up the line of RCGF USA Stinger engines in the last uh, six months eight months and uh, we've just become the largest they told us we're the largest. RCGF Stinger engine now in the USA. Um, love these wow. engines. We love these engines. Uh, everything from 10cc all the way up to 70cc. And there's new engines in the works right now for uh, 52cc twins and 90cc singles. There, there's a lot of new engines coming out. They're really nicely machined. Uh, the old RCGF engines were nice, but these are like light years ahead of it. More power, uh, nicer machining, better part fits, and and, and uh, there's a lot of customers all over the U.S. now that have bought multiple engines from me on those. And, of course, we have our ever-popular AME engines with auto start and without auto start. And uh, if you've never had an engine with auto start, you, you need to get one. <laughs> you'll, you'll wish you, all your engines had auto start on them. Oh, my do, you, do you make do. one for a Cox 049? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> ten times the weight to auto start 049. Oh, my gosh. I love that engine. Uh, <laughs> all right well you heard it from right from the horse's mouth there uh go to see uh, legendhobby.com and uh, fulfill your wishes all right thanks very much thanks for having us on have a great thanks, day thomas Bye-bye. wow man uh 
Tom really has, uh, as, as we say in the South, a lot of pokers in the fire. That was a really, <laughs> <laughs> that was a really interesting, uh, uh, discussion on what he's working on. Hey, eh? that guy, we were wondering, does he, 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 if he ever sleeps or eats or breathes? I mean, so. he, I think he's had like five cups of coffee this morning. Cause I mean, I'm on my one and it's like, he's on fire, man. Uh, I think he just grabs a, a handful of coffee and just, just stuffs it in his mouth and then <laughs> forget the middleman of water and heat. Can you snort coffee? <laughs> How does the phrase go? Like busier than a one-armed paper hanger or something? <laughs> I, I think that applies. Oh wow! Yeah, that was great. I'm really looking forward to seeing when he's coming out, especially when he teased a few things there at the end. Uh, that really got me all hot and bothered. Yeah, I think there's going to be an eclipse down in Texas pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to mention that uh, he he briefly touched upon the uh, the night P38. <clears throat> The, the black one, the all black. The like, M. And the reason I didn't get it is because I live in Texas. Oh, <laughs> if right, you set yeah. that out for five <laughs> minutes, you'd have a black spot. You'd have asphalt. Yeah. Where'd it go? It was where'd it go? <laughs> so it's, Why it's are my very, shoes all it's, sticky? It, it's for the north, guys, that's a great plane to get. For down here, you'd have to have your own separate hangar. <laughs> air conditioned hangar. Air conditioned hangar, air conditioned trailer. Air, outside air conditioning while it's sitting on the ground. <laughs> yeah, PSA, don't buy black planes or canopies down in ta- Texas. Oh, man. <clears throat> they just melt. Yeah. Seen it happen. But I digress. How are you guys doing? How are you guys doing here in 2020? It's it's mid-2020. Are you still around? <laughs> by 2020 standards or <laughs> by 2019 standards? Oh, goodness gracious. This has not been a good year. Well, yeah, everybody knows that. Should we should we talk the negatives and then boost everybody's spirits at the end with positive stuff? Because I'm what we don't have negatives. <laughs> the show is not We're about delightful. Negatives. Well, if you're asking yeah. me my personal stuff, I've got crap to deal with here in 2020. Well, who doesn't? Oh, okay. But all right, go ahead. Let's commiserate. Oh, I, um, I heard something the other day. It says no matter how bad it is, somebody's had it worse and they've dealt with it. Uh, well, I'm just a terrible dealer. <laughs> <laughs> Poker was never my game. <laughs> no, just, oh, I, I got to go back to my 3D printing saga because I can catch up. I, and the good news is there's a happy ending for Fitz. So I'll start off with the bad woes and then I'll let Fitz talk about his 3D printing stuff. But darn it, I got my new printer in. Wait, hold on, hold on. Give me a second. Oh. I'm setting the sand timer for 3D printer talk. <laughs> <laughs> and go. All right, all right. Uh, so three I got minutes. 3D printer in. It's an FL Sun QQS Pro, and I boxed it. It's, uh, I put it up, and it said printing, and it's not printing right. So there. There you go. I'm done. Did I win? <laughs> <laughs> you have the magic touch to break any 3D printer I, that you touch. You know touch, what? Huh? I just do. And right now, I'm not sure what the problem is. So I, I've actually, you know, kind of like when I was building the... Piper Cub with Austin. It was late at night that day. I remember we were trying to get it ready for the Cubs and Cousins. And I just said, I'm too tired to think about it. Well, last night was that I'm just walking away. So <laughs> I printed a couple of things. And this is a new Delta printer I purchased. Look it up, FL Sun QQS Pro. And it went together pretty quickly. Uh, it's noisier than the Creality Ender 3 Pro. The Boy, the extruder is just the most annoying. My wife even came upstairs and said, what's that horrible noise? <laughs> the the extruder is, oh, it's terrible. But I won't, the, the problem is I start getting prints out and the, right now it feels like it's an extrusion uh, problem. Uh, and I really can't tell you much because I just got it. So I've only had a couple of days to work on it. 
But I started trying to print the, the uh, aileron, and boy, it looks nasty. Y'all saw the photo, didn't you? Didn't yes. You yeah, yeah, yeah. You looked like you had some under-extrusion issues. You did? Yeah, you'd, you'd say that. So I did change some of the extrusion settings, the E-steps, and tried doing it again. But darn it, uh, it's just a position. It's, I don't know if it, it could be slicer. I'm not sure. I've, I've been only using Cura, and based on the settings I got from John with the uh, 3D plane, yeah. So, um, anyway, it's just it's just not working right, you know. And the here's the sad truth: Austin's little personal monoprice three P printer is printing better than this. <laughs> the one he bought at the gas station. The one he got for free. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is printing better than mine. And boy, he is like on fire. That kid is spewing. He's like a little mini factory <laughs> in his room, man. Oh, he's going 24 hours a day. It's it his does. aura. It does. He, oh my God. This is the part that we'll love. Terry, I can't wait to hear your response. He just built an RC tank. Mm-hmm. I'm listening. A 3D printed one? With tracks. A 3D <laughs> printed tank. It runs. Two wow. nine gram metal gear servos. You strip the gears so they run constant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so and the servos are the drive. Point. Yeah, the servers of the drive. Yeah, you disconnect the, the potentiometer and the servo. You can... Yeah, I can't print a one-piece aileron <laughs> thing, and he's printed like 17 pieces for an RC tank. So why don't you have him look at your print? Uh, you know, yeah. I'm about to pick it up and put it in his room and say, there you go. Have at it. I need this part. <laughs> make, make me this part. <laughs> Do so, the thing, kid. <laughs> I... I was telling you, I was, I've never felt like an old man who, you know, just can't conceive something. I've, I've had to help people out in computer wise in my, my life where they just had no idea of how to run a computer, you know, like the CD tray is a cup holder, that, that kind of mentality. And now I feel like one of those guys, like it's that it's real simple. You just need to fix this, this. And I was like, no, I am struggling. So I, that's the end of my, whatever you, my sand timer, Terry, I've, I've got my new Delta. I probably need to just tweak it some more. I'm hoping it's just extrusion settings and then we'll go from there. But hey, Fitz, what 3D printer do you have in your shop? Oh, I thought I had talked about it. I have the, I finally got, well, I've had it for a couple of weeks now, the The new Prusa Mark III S. S? You got the S. I got the S, man. Uh, and it's it's actually a really really nice printer. Uh, you know, it's it's more a little more expensive than some a lot of the other stuff that's out there. Uh, not hideously so, but you know it's no it's a few hundred bucks more than a, than like you know a Creality of the same size or something. But uh, I can see why it is really nice. I've been very happy with it. Uh, only some very very minor nitpicks, uh, but the, the the software is really good on it in the firmware, and I, I just l- I love everything about it. It's very quiet, it runs great. It's a very smart printer. Uh, it kind of does all kinds of things that my old printer doesn't. It's like the S is for smart. The S is for smart. It is. It does really neat stuff that is like. I didn't know I needed, and now I need because <laughs> it does it. Well, see, uh, I think the S in my printer stands for stupid. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Subpar. <laughs> uh, I had to put it Our together. Sucker. It took longer than I thought to put uh, it together. Sucker, is that what you said? Yeah. Sucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel. Yes, exactly. Um, so I, this thing is is not a, a plug and play. I mean, they do sell it as a pre-built, uh, but it, that was going to take quite a bit longer to get. I think they're now two or three months, I think, a delay to get a pre-built. So we ordered the uh, unbuilt one to get it sooner. And it took me about three nights to put the thing together, at least 
th- three or four nights. Well, maybe about three nights. Average person can do about three nights. Uh, and it wasn't hard. Just the lots. It was interesting how they had the a lot of parts on it are in itself 3D printed. And but the instructions were very good, very clear. It kind of just went together. Very good engineering in it. Uh, what's funny is when you get the box, they give you a bunch of gummy bears, or the uh, <laughs> what are the, the European equivalent of gummy bears. And at one point, an instruction says, "Okay, now lay out these gummy bears on a print bed." And when you finish this section, you can eat these gummy bears. And when you print this section, you can eat five more gummy bears or something. <laughs> reward yourself. As you come. Yeah, it got some interesting humor in the instructions. It's really funny. Uh, and it's neat that the bed is, is magnetic, so you can pull off the bed and sort of bend it and pop the parts off. And there's actually two types of beds. I actually ordered a second type. One is a real smooth one. The other one has a, 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 a some sort of texture, powder texture on it. Uh, although it's a double-edged sword in a way, the, that's my own, I have two kind of nitpicks. One of them was the bed is great except for the material I'm printing. I'm actually printing in nylon. And nylon is really a pain to print. I'm printing it because I need to for the project, but it, it shrinks a little bit and it's real, it tends to pull up the bed. So I had to put these little clips on the perimeter of the bed so it doesn't pull it up. It actually pulls up the magnetic uh, bed from the surface. Okay. Can I interject here real quick? Yeah. Um, I've got a stick of dynamite in my hands and it's got a long fuse, but it's a fuse. I'm lighting that fuse now and I will oh, I'm dip that fuse in a bucket of water when we stop talking about 3D printers. Okay. So if you, you value my life, we uh, will, <laughs> we what will head towards the exit soon. But go ahead. Uh, well, uh, I was just going to say that it's it, it's it's very good. Uh, I won't go into the little nitpicks because they're not, not anything significant. But if you're thinking about a 3D printer, I would consider this very heavily. It's really, really nice, especially for a beginner because the way the software works and that it's very user-friendly. And handles issues and errors really well. So I've been really happy with it. And it's currently going right now, which is why I'm not in the room. I'm actually out in the workshop because uh, it's running along with other things. So uh, so unlike Lee, uh, mine actually works and works pretty good. Word of advice. Don't let me, don't let Lee anywhere near it. Don't let <laughs> uh, him look so at it. Wow. We'll get it. We'll leave, Lee, you get yours working. Just keep at it. Keep working. When, yeah. uh, you know, worst comes to worse, maybe I can pop over there and, Hit it with a hammer or something. Yeah. I'm tempting fate because I haven't started mine yet either. So. Now, yeah. my fear is that someone's going to show up and it's probably going to be my son. And he's going to mm. look at my setting and go, oh, well, you have that turned on. Yeah. And then I get these magical prints. <laughs> yeah. What? You didn't yeah. decouple the modulator? Oh. <laughs> so, anyways. Uh, so, well, uh, good luck with it. And give us an update later on. A very short update, according to Terry. <laughs> I kid. <laughs> Uh, I better put out that fuse, though. So, so Terry, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's a new plane that Fitz told us about yesterday. I think it was released yesterday. It was released uh, yesterday. I believe it was, yeah. Okay, the, uh, so Fitz, you kick it off, and then I have so many questions. So many, so many questions. Okay, so no surprise, it's E-Flight. And they decided to produce uh, a really giant rudder with a plane attached to it. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah a triangular rudder <laughs> if you look at the side view it was like would you like some playing with that rudder <laughs> uh, it's a 950 millimeter ultimate 
well, they call it Ultimate 3D, but it's, uh, you know, it's the Ultimate Biplane. Uh, apparently, it's a re-envision of one of the, the old Ultimate they used to have, which is roughly the same size. I think this one's maybe slightly smaller. Yeah, uh, I think I looked up the old one. It said 954 millimeter wingspan. This one's yeah. 950. So I, I don't know if there's just some fudge in the numbers or if it's actually different. Yeah, I don't know. Could you tell if it was a clean sheet design or did they re I have no some idea. Stuff? Uh, what, apparently this was a, it was a fairly well like uh, biplane and it, of course it was discontinued some time ago and so they decided to come back out with a new version and it looks really nice I saw some of the videos uh, 950 millimeters probably slightly on the small side maybe but uh, for a biplane it's not too bad I guess uh, well the thing like with ultimates and you've been traveling with one lately they're yeah. they have a nice short wingspan so they're pretty compact for a fairly large size model yeah. so you don't necessarily have to disassemble them to transport. Yeah, that's one thing they mentioned about this is you can just throw it in a car without having to disassemble it. And and like my larger one, I have to take the wings off usually to get in my car. And, I mean, it still is pretty small. My car's small, so. Uh, yeah. But it's 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 nice not to have to disassemble a biplane and all the interconnections and whatnot. And Ultimates are real pretty snappy, really nice flying planes if you're really into aerobatics and that kind of stuff. So it was it's interesting to see it. They're offering both three and four S options to power it i think right yeah. out of the box even if the airframe is the same i think all the guts are new yeah i think it's got a new motor a new speed controller uh it's got all the smart technology in it apparently so you have the smart esc and the smart receiver so you have the telemetry now if you have a compatible radio which is real nice so uh, you can see how fast you were going when you hit the ground yeah exactly or what altitude your ground is pressure the barometric pressure uh, and of course, how much current it was using as it was going down. <laughs> right. What was the temperature uh, when it burst into flames? Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, of course, the usual AS3X, uh, and safe select, and no surprise there. So the normal stuff with the Spectrum and uh, E-Flight. So, did you guys, guys see? Yeah, there was one really cool feature that I saw when I was watching the video. It's uh, the ESC can be set for reversing. So that is a thing. It's a thing. Wow, I did not see that. Can you do it in flight? I guess. I, uh, I assume you could. I don't know what effect it would have, but so I wonder when, how you would activate it. Is just full down or on a switch? Uh, I don't know. It'd be interesting to look up. Oh, that'd be fun in flight. It could be. I mean, the prop might just cavitate, but there would be some effect, I'm sure. It'd be fun to play with. Oh, yeah. That's pretty neat. Interesting. But the example I saw in the video, they were just backing up on the runway. Uh, I want to see it in the air. I want to pull that sucker out of the air. Yeah. Uh, Do you see the turbulators on the wings? That's interesting. I didn't notice that. Yeah, there's a big picture of on the outboard part of the wings. There's little turbulators right on the, about a... Uh, quarter of the way back from the leading edge. Hmm. The turbulation's cool. Yeah, right built into the foam. Uh, looks really nice. Interesting paint scheme. I think it should yeah. be pretty easy to see. Lee, any thoughts? Uh, I'm, I'm not a big bi biplane guy, so uh, it's really all show. Um, okay, then your <laughs> thoughts don't count then. <laughs> but... Going back to what you guys have talked on, it is all that new uh, Spectrum smart stuff. And, uh, the only, <laughs> this is what I'm looking at right now. The only concern I have are those nine gram metal gear servos. 
And because I've had one fail in my Timber X and it uses the same one, I can imagine you're going to really, you know, put the put some pressure on these guys with that biplane. So it's so. the same model servo? Mm-hmm. Hmm. And I just, you know, I'm like rubbing my chin going, okay, well, I hope they've improved the design or something. But <laughs> that's all. <laughs> that's my only negative, I think. I mean, but again, I'm, I'm not a biplane guy, so. Yeah, they're going to be working hard in this application. Just be careful out there. Especially that rudder servo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, I, that's exactly what I was thinking, Terry. You read my mind. It's like, that, that is a basically a wing there. It's one wing, and it's, you know, the, the way it's mounted and all that, that one arm. So I bet that, that uh, rudder servo is going to get a lot of pressure. Now, I'm, if Gary's listening, <laughs> don't don't take it personally, Gary. I know sometimes he'll call back and say, well, let me let you know about some of the specs. Yeah, get that's the wrath fine. of Gary. I, I don't want the wrath of Gary. Correct. <laughs> Gary, I'll do respect, Gary. But I'm looking at a picture of that thing with the arm and, and the, the position of the push rod on that servo is the outermost hole. Yeah. <laughs> so you're, you're doing have the most... Have you seen Gary fly? <laughs> well, I have. And that's why I'm like feeling sorry for that 9-gram servo. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know. Just my little advice. Now, I'm just curious what fits. Now, in all fairness, they, they say they do stress test these aircraft, so it's not done in a vacuum. I mean, they, they from what I understand, they actually try to break these things in the air. I, I understand yeah. that. And I think I just, I'm saying to myself, a 9-gram Metal Gear servo with a rudder that big, with the way you are going to pound the skies with that plane, is like, I think I'd want a little beefier. But that's just me. But there's mm-hmm. science here. You can figure out exactly how much pressure is on that rudder at a given throw, yeah. at a given speed, and the how much torque the servo has. The science meant nothing when my left aileron servo quit. Right, and then <laughs> right out whatever the window. six-year-old in China assembled your servo that day <laughs> was having a bad day, and you're you got a lemon servo. All right, so uh, let's let's go back to this story. Let's find the thread in RC groups on this plane and see if anybody's had a servo failure. If they haven't, I will eat crow again. I'm full on crow this year. <laughs> I got to find another way to cook crow, right. and I will I will accept my apology. But yes, it is a big crow soup, big, crow big salad. Rudder. So, barbecue crow, shirt crow, crow but, <laughs> that, That's about it. Well, the, the nine gram servos, notwithstanding, uh, it does look like a fun plane. I like how they could, it's, I guess, the way they call it 3D is actually 3D able. That's something in my uh, larger ultimate is not quite able to do is any hoverbatics. It just for some reason doesn't look like it doesn't do it very well. But this one looks like they've spent the effort to give you nice big control surfaces on the wings and that kind of stuff to really be able to 3D the thing and hover, do all kinds of hoverbatics. So, yeah, like you got to have aileron in the prop wash and yeah. it's sometimes hard to do. Yeah, I, I think that's the problem with my big ultimate. My It's a big Tower Hobbies one, the yellow and blue. If either of you get this plane to review, which would be great, I just the challenge I have is put wheels on one wingtip and then just fly it with a rudder only. I want you to take off and land <laughs> rudder only. <laughs> knife edge flight. Oh, knife edge. Oh. <laughs> little, little, little tiny wheels on the wingtips. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Just do it. Make it so. You might have to add some kind of extension on the uh, elevator there, but I think it'd be hilarious because I bet you could. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> so, it says right. three or 4S compatible. Does that mean with no prop change? Yeah, I'm going to say this is probably one of those other Timber X things. It says 3S, but... Fly right, at 4S. Yeah. Once you've gone 4S, you never you go can't, back. You yeah, There's a rhyme here when you come up with it, but yeah. <laughs> yes, I would say 4S. And I think, you know what, I did recently fly my Timber. I, I have a 4S 2650 battery that I'm liking now. A little bit longer flight time than the 2200. 
and okay. the CG is yeah. just right. So I do like playing my Timber X 4S 22 slash 2650. Yeah, yeah, good. Now, yeah, did you notice that this has a 60 amp speed control? I did see that. That's, that's a big speed control. So I don't know I if it needs that much or if there's just a lot of headroom in there. I think that might be the smallest that they make in the Avian series. Okay. I don't think okay. they make a 40 amp. I think 60 is where it starts. All right. So if you want all the smarts, you got to get 60 amper. Yeah. Both of you guys have smart batteries, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, I've got one. Okay. I haven't gone that direction yet. You got dumb batteries? I have dumb batteries. <laughs> I'm not using any of the smart <laughs> features on mine, so there's that. Well, and you know what? I'll say I'm, I'm kind of impressed. I just pulled up the ESE, and it's only 60 bucks. I have the that set up on my uh, Hellcat. So I just wait. Has, you've uh, got the sixty amp on that Hellcat? No, no, I have the <laughs> smart receiver. Hellcat has, like, I think, the hundred amp. I was gonna say, there's no way. No, eighty amp. I'm sorry, eighty amp. Yeah. <laughs> Darn. Okay. <good>. Yeah. <laughs> it only flies at the third throttle, then that's it. So this is a pre-order for two thirty-nine ninety-nine. Plug and play. Is that the only version? No, there's a bind fly. I'm pretty yeah, sure I saw. So, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bear with me. So yeah, yeah bind fly basic is two seventy nine. So for forty bucks, you get a receiver. Yeah, that's worth it. Okay, yeah. and that's a telemetry yeah. receiver, so that's nice. Yeah, and uh, I think like a lot of the recent releases, on the day that it's announced, there's already people who have videos. So if you get out on the web, I think. Pilot Ryan has a video out there. I'm not sure if there's uh. any others at the moment. So there's yeah, already flight reports. Go check it out. Oh, wow. And probably all the things that we <laughs> guessed and surmised would be either proven wrong or substantiated. Yes. Yeah. Can y'all hear my mower now? <laughs> Your mower going ahead. Yeah. <laughs> there's someone mowing outside. I don't think it's my guy. But <laughs> it's like, now yeah, I'm hearing Don't stop him. <laughs> All right, right. so was that all we had today? Terry, did you have any final closing thoughts? Because we just kind of skipped you during our 3D talk, and we talked to Biplane, but what's happening in Terry's home? Oh, it's been a pretty RC light week around here. Um, A lot of stuff going on at my house. I got a new roof, and there were some (laughs) complications with that. Cool, share. Share with people. (laughs) Well, long story short, I have a new roof, but (laughs) the AC that I bought last summer no longer works. And because the two things are well because a nail went astray. <laughs> nail went astray. Um, what is? How not, was it? Uh, what, what? I was just wondering how AC unit is anywhere near a roof. Well, the coolant line goes. You know, the air handler's up in the attic, and then the coolant line goes through there. And at that point where the edge of the roof meets the wall, there's a pretty low tolerance there. Oh, so, okay. So the, gotcha. a nail found the one spot that it could find to. To cost a lot of money and wreak a lot of havoc. So here I am in the middle of summer with no AC for about a week. But the good yeah, but news you, is it's been in the low 70s here. I was going to say, you're upstate New York. It's not exactly. Yeah. But it gets warm. We've had some pretty warm days where the AC is working overtime. But yeah. that's not this week and hopefully not before they can come fix it. So anyway, that's. Uh, I don't want to commiserate on that because, you know, there's enough wrong with the world right now. And other news, I got that 1951 Flying Wing on my workbench, and it is under construction. All it right. appears that it's going to be a pretty quick build. So uh, there'll be more to come on that soon. I need to figure out a color scheme for it. 
something that's retro but not uh, nostalgic. Well, want, they usually yeah. use transparent. You can use transparent colors in these partially. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, their <laughs> first question was whether I use silk span or some sort of fabric covering versus plastic. And I, just I think you want your plastic. sanity, right? Yeah, that and that's where I ended up with it. All right. See, so, I'm thinking it's 50s, right? Yeah. You need to go with that, that uh, kitchen appliance avocado color. <laughs> Earth tones. That was a 70s thing, wasn't it? No, yeah, it was Earth. 50s. Wasn't it 50s? No, no. I think the Earth tones are more 70s. I think, but those, oh, yeah. I think right, the we'll avocado start looking at 50s was, kitchens. And the then Earth go tones. With or yellows, right? <laughs> Canary yellow? Yeah, like yellow and brown or something. <laughs> well, I don't I was know. 50s say, was all black and white. <laughs> if you did a 70s, it'd have to be like a burnt orange and a wood grain. <laughs> <laughs> And you play disco while you fly it. <laughs> um, anyway, is there a polyester cover you can put on? <laughs> <laughs> I actually think there is. So, anyway, so more to come on that. It uh, should be a quick build and uh, it, it's such a simple airplane. I don't predict any problems getting it built or flying. Oh, just let me try building it. I'll, I'll find a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Avoid Lee. That's the <laughs> that's the 2020 rule. Is that the title of the show? Yeah. Avoid me. Yeah. Yeah. Avoid the noise. I'm going to stop touching things. Well, I will see. Like you have your your air conditioner out. My refrigerator's out. Again? I thought Again. you fixed that. Yeah, I ordered another fan, and Amazon has been sending me apology emails for the past three days, saying sorry, but your shipment's delayed. So I still don't have it. My, so my all the food in, that's currently in there is probably spoiled because it's over 50 degrees. That's when you have a barbecue. Uh, <laughs> luckily that well we i have a second refrigerator so i did shove everything else in the other one but darn <laughs> barbecue <it. laughs> but yeah so i buy this is a little uh, psa buyer beware on samsung refrigerators there's a huge thread on facebook on samsung refrigerators and how often they failed and i'm not kidding you like wow. 10 years ago standards must have just fallen through the the yeah. floor because every everything i've owned in the past 10 years is like falling apart pick so, a brand pick any brand <laughs> Of any well, it could be. And there's because, a thread on the web about how much they. But break. you should. You, this Samsung thread is scary as heck. As how many people have had their failures? Most of them are having oh. their icebox freeze over. Um, I've, um, I'm one of those who has the refrigerator freeze over. But and, and then there's my Chevrolet. But well, I digress. <laughs> that freeze over. Sourpuss Lee. Yeah. <laughs> I want to complain about my refrigerator a little bit. It's actually pretty nice. It's an LG, but it has the freezer is on the bottom. It's the bottom yeah. drawer. Right. And uh, I live with the two elderly parents, my wife's parents, and they don't often close the bottom mm. all the way. Oh, I have kids like that. And it's the same thing. And the thing beeps. It'll say, dee, 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 you know, and they can't hear it. And so it'll go for sometimes hours with the bottom being slightly open. <laughs> my kids just ignore it. <laughs> they can't hear it. My kids ignore it. <laughs> I'm sensing a, a similar theme here. <laughs> And it's really annoying. So yeah, you go to yeah, I'm gonna get some ice cream, and ice cream is just a puddle, or it's like, or it's got <laughs> it's, like it's now a shake. It's just all completely covered with um, um, ice, ice. Yeah. The frost, yeah, the frost and stuff. It's like, can you not check that the door is closed? No, I think my the two pet peeves I have with my kids, and I'm, then we'll stop because it's an RC show. Is that they'll do that? <laughs> this is know, a people fits. show. But they'll get something out that's like in a plastic bag, and then they'll grab it and they'll close the door. The plastic bag's still sticking out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, so that, and then of course the worst is when they, and, and this is either a refrigerator or a pantry, they'll take the last of something, but they'll put the box right back. Oh, <laughs> I've actually gone oh. to my kitchen, uh, the refrigerator, and took out the box of waffles, you know, the frozen waffles, and it's just an empty box. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do I that? wonder who did this. <laughs> so on the next uh, show, let's commit all of that to just the annoying things that our kids and family do. <laughs> I think we could fill two hours with that. You know what? I'm hoping yeah. that some of our listeners are just laughing because they're they're pointing at their podcast, you know, player and going, "That happens to me. <laughs> they're like me." <laughs> yes, we're human. And, we're just yeah, like you guys. We're not. I was gonna special. say Terry hadn't even talked about his kids, and I know he's had a couple of woes. With yeah, Terry, I'm biting kids, my tongue right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, not thanks, only, oh. thanks, guys, for listening to our little maybe mine pet peeves mainly i'm mr negative today <laughs> these peeves <laughs> uh 2020 set me hard let's get rid of this sucker i, I say we ban 2020 from all the history books yeah <laughs> who's with me <laughs> so i saw a thing the other day that said 2020 is going to be the new synonym for crazy so, <laughs> He's you know, 2020, 2020 man <laughs> don't go 2020 on me man <laughs> at this point yes yeah, so we're looking for the, the Giant meteor of death at this point. <laughs> the sweet release. Well, I guess. All I right. Can, I guess should I should I close off with the other bad news uh, with twenty twenty? Oh, more. Yeah, best. Oh, oh yeah. That's okay, not bad news. Right now, real it's quick. just to be determined news. Well, I I love that Terry is still trying hard. <laughs> this is but strike two, and we're not even playing baseball. <laughs> strike two. It's strike three. Whatever. It gives a quick data dump on best. Or not so best. Uh, I was really hoping our club, Northwest Houston RC, would uh, sponsor, host, best for us. Because we lost it at Tri-County. We lost it at Bomberfield. Uh, and unfortunately, the board decided not to provide <laughs> a facility for best uh, in October. So uh, best is still up in the air. I've been given two other fields to try, but one of them is pretty far away. And I don't think it's really feasible. Um, so I'm, I'm going to try, but I... I'm more on the side of best will probably not happen because just like 2020, it's just taking everything down. So I'm sorry about that. I'll keep posting information as it comes. Uh, and then I'll, you know, hopefully provide a final answer, whether it's, it is or is not happening. Cause there's going to be a point where it's just not worth trying to push it any further. It's going to be too difficult to get people to change their schedules and so forth like that. So uh, I think what I'll probably do is just go out and, <clears throat> you know, in memoriam, <laughs> go out and fly my own little best day. So, we have to Wait, leave it at that. Did you just say you're giving up on best? I'm not hopeful I'll be able to find a field. It's it's less than three months away now. So, all right. So this is our our call for help for anybody between Dallas and Houston. If your club is willing to host the best event, call Lee. He'd like to talk to you. Our email address is contact at rcroundtable.com. <laughs> Send me your suggestions. All hands on deck. All <laughs> hands on deck. This is not a drill. <laughs> 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 i know it stinks but hey well you know what let's try to turn it around have you had any word on neat terry uh still a go as far hey, as i know that's so, a happy I hope so all right so <laughs> but i thought we were closing this out but this is good so um there was actually a i don't think it's executive order but whatever it is the governors do there's one of those earlier this week and our governor here and i'm not going to express any opinions, but our governor here uh, has issued this order that anybody who travels to Texas or Florida 
uh, has to quarantine for two weeks when they come back. From? Is it from? From New York, yeah. So if I, and my kids were planning to go to Florida next week. Um, So when they come back, they would have to quarantine for two weeks if they go. And so uh, this is all based on the viruses spreading down there uh, not as planned or out of proportion. So anyway, where was I going with this? Meaning you uh, couldn't come down here because you'd have to stay for two weeks or you'd have to. No, no. Once work. I, I could go down there and there, there's no Gestapo oh, at the border. Stupid. But when I come back, I have to quarantine myself for two weeks. Two weeks. You could build models. Oh, 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 I'm fine in quarantine. Trust me. <laughs> I don't like people that much. <laughs> Stay away. Um, I'm in quarantine. <laughs> I'd love to talk to you, but Dad, you've been in quarantine for three months. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been extra short, extra careful. <laughs> but uh, the flip side of that is uh, knocking on wood. Things are actually okay in New York right now, so we are about to go to our next phase of reopening. And so, right now, all signs point to neat being in effect and like uh, happening. Per the normal plan. So that was Good. a long answer to a very simple question. I got you. And then Fitz, really? you're supposed to have a boating event tomorrow. Uh, yeah, tomorrow. Too late for anybody listening to this podcast, but yes, it's, we're still going on tomorrow. Looks like I think we're going to have decent weather. So, Describe oh. decent. Uh, not raining. Okay. <laughs> Temperature in the 90s. The good thing is it's been raining all week, so that the water level should be up. Because when I looked, the water level was a little bit low about a week or so ago. So uh, okay. uh, sailboats with long keels and stuff should be have not have a problem. Oh, it's I just assumed they maintained so, the water level in that pond. I, I, you know, I don't know. No, it goes up and down. So they, I don't know if they do it manually or it's just naturally or a combination of both. Hmm. Not sure. That's a good question. Uh, but the event's still on. We had a couple of emails saying, hey, you're still doing it, you know, with uh, the, the COVID rates increasing slightly and some parks were canceling uh, public activities but i looked into it and it was just state or city sanctioned activities it wasn't that the parks were closing so uh it's you it's a pretty big pond as you know so you can maintain social distance without any problems you don't need to sit on each other's lap or anything like that so i think we can <laughs> we can do it safely and it might be more fun that way <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, I tell you, Fitz, uh, I know uh, Terry's been pushing me to do this, but I'm I'm hoping to make it, and uh, I've been yanking the FPV gear off my F-18 to put on a new hatch for the tugboat, so we can do Ah. a little FPV tugboat stuff. Cool. So does that mean you're going regardless? You just may or may not have FPV? No, no, no. I mean, I want to go. It's weather permitting. Oh, Okay. Uh, yeah, I had to double check. Oh, yeah, I checked the, the day or so ago. I, but, you know, as long as it's not raining, I think I'll be out there. You know, if it's not terrible or 30 mile per hour winds or something like that. I think sure. the, it's been raining all week, but it's I think it's supposed to be dissipating last I looked. So we'll see. Cool. Yeah, uh, I want to see photos and or video of the quad powered airboat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the FPV tug. <laughs> and Fitch, you got neat. your new boats recently. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I got to work on that today, too. I got to find a receiver for it. No, I'm no, I got to find a transmitter. Have I have a receiver. I misplaced the transmitter. I got to find what I did with it. Yeah, I have faith that there's enough equipment in your garage. Oh, there's plenty. <laughs> I was looking for a specific transmitter. If I can't use that one, then I'll just throw something else in there. Yeah. 
You just close your eyes and reach in any direction. You'll come up with a transmitter. <laughs> well, the problem is that transmitter had multi-model memory, so it, it, it can run my other little tugboat and some other stuff. So uh, it's got to be here somewhere. It happens when I clean up the clean up the workshop. I can't find uh, stuff now. It's the worst. Uh, anyways, all right. So I think we've uh, killed enough time on this episode. I thank everybody for joining us, and we uh, hopefully. We'll see you next time. With some... But wait, there's more. There's more? No, you're, you're done. I, I, oh, it's up to Terry now. Terry, we mentioned on our, la- our last live show that we had a giveaway. And now people are listening. We want to mention that we have a giveaway. Have you come up with the giveaway decision? A gimmick? Gonna... The gimmick is, is the gimmick that people uh, have to tune into our show? Yeah, I think uh, must be present to win is probably a good gimmick. We need to get more people um, engaged with our live show, which also means we probably need to schedule it more than eight hours in advance. (laughs) So our commitment to you is we will come up with a schedule for our next live show with at least two days warning. Two days would be good, yes. Yeah. And uh, so for the people who join us on that live show, we'll have uh, a giveaway. And it's a good one. It's a whole box full of glue. Yeah, uh, it has to be on the live show. Is that the way I understand it's been, it? It's it's glue that's been approved by Fitz Walker himself. <laughs> yes, Fitz approved. So yes, you'll be on the live show. We bo- we'll stream it both on Facebook and YouTube. So if you're not a Facebook lover, and you can get on YouTube, you can join us there too. So yeah, tune in. Find our our well. Obviously, hopefully you'll you like our page on Facebook, but subscribe to our RC Roundtable channel on YouTube and make sure you click the little bell so you get the alert that we're live. And if you tune in and we'll have a segment at a certain time, we'll go through all who are all the people who are currently watching and we'll pick a winner. And that person will get a $40 package of super glue and accelerator for free. Fantastic. There you go. See you. Aren't you glad you stayed to the end of this podcast? Yes. <laughs> and Good I'm glad come you mentioned YouTube. Because <laughs> I uh, posted my 360 video of Plywood Overcast. A day That's or two awesome. Ago. That was <laughs> a neat video. Awesome. But I need to put it on YouTube as well. Oh, you yes. do? Oh, oh, heck yeah. And yeah, in, in, in lovely 4K. Oh, yeah. I did it at the maximum resolution. And I didn't initially because I thought it was going to make a ginormous file. And it is a big video file. But uh, the difference between 1080 and 4K was minuscule in the file size. So, well, all I know is that it made me smile knowing that you put that thing together, that you did not give up, that somehow, in some way, I forced you at gunpoint yeah. <laughs> to build that thing. And man, it turned. I bet people at the field were just going, "What the hell is that?" Right? <laughs> it was just me and Mark. But oh, it looked like there were way more cars in the parking lot. Uh, I don't yeah, it remember. Did. It yeah. sure looked like there were more people there. Well, okay. bring it up more often. Get some people to, you know, it's pretty amazing. I'm glad you did it, my friend. Oh, I know there's you. still. I know there will be a day when it, it, you know, it leaves your shop and you hand it to somebody else or something, and that's fine. But you gave that thing life. You're a mother. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. Yeah, I can think of a few jokes, but I'm just going to keep them to myself. All right, you can tell us offline. <laughs> All right, check out the video. It's pretty cool. It is cool. It's a really cool video. Thanks for sharing that. Okay, I think we said enough. Thanks everybody for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Please visit our website at rcroundtable.com 
where you can send us comments and suggestions or listen to our other great podcasts, where you will also find links to our iTunes and social media sites. Thanks for listening.